You are now listening to High Five the Podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff too. Now let's join our hosts Q and J as they broadcast live from the writer's room. The show starts in one... We'll just have to hope that you don't ever end up stranded somewhere with dead people. What? Right? Because that's a movie that we just watched. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes. Yeah, no, I'm just going to, I just went straight into it. Just Just like, just like. So no intro. No, let's not even say what it is. So no, no. Hey guys, welcome to High Five Podcast. No. Hey, this is a take three review. I am not Q. You are not J. And that this is, is not, not A. a. Mm. And so we are not going to say that we all just sat down and watched Gerald's game together. Nope. And we're not going to say that we're going to sit here with three different perspectives nope. and actually talk about what we thought about the movie. People don't need to know that information. So not you know what? Let's not high five. Let's not. I've. Oh. Nope. You said no. <laughs> Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't let me hang it. Okay, well, if no one's gonna high five me, then will someone at least handcuff me to the goddamn bed? <laughs> I ran out of handcuffs. I used one on each of my feet <laughs> and one on each of my hands. <laughs> did <laughs> someone else need handcuffs? <laughs> <laughs> how did you get the second hand yeah, done? Yeah, how did you manage this? It's magic. Oh my god. <laughs> I have two really small handcuffs on my um, ankles. Yes, on your delicate ankles, <laughs> and they're they're handcuffed together <laughs> into nothing to else. E- just to each, to other. each other, just to each other. So it's like a it's like a worst case scenario version of your shoelaces tied together. <laughs> yes, it's self bullying. Got it. Um, and <laughs> hey, what did you choose to handcuff? I'm not handcuffing anything, you weirdos. <laughs> and Good you choice. know what? There's the choice that saves this whole movie. Yeah, that's the choice for this movie that we watched. That just took it would have taken it right to a terribly boring level. Bruce Greenwood breaks out the handcuffs. Carlo Giugino says, "Fuck that! I'm not handcuffing anything." Roll no. credits. No, <laughs> and it's called it. a good weekend. <laughs> A nice weekend at the cabin. It's called Gerald's Lame. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Gerald's tamed that sense of humor. Oh, my God. Um, So, yeah, that was an interesting movie. I've never never read this story, nor really read anything other than beyond watching the trailer for this movie, which really just gave away the basic, basic, basic plot, right? which is... A couple goes to a, a lakeside getaway, tries to experience some sexy Spice fun games. Up. Spoiler alert, by the way. And then the husband fucking eats it. Yeah. In yeah. Like the oh, bites it. Doesn't seconds. eat it, bites it. <laughs> well, the other eats it. No, right. Okay, we'll <laughs> no, get stop. into that. We'll get into that. Um, but at, to A's point, this will be a heavy, heavy spoiler full episode. So oh, if you sure. haven't seen Gerald's Game and you want to not be uh, surprised or you want to not be spoiled... <laughs> Uh, definitely don't listen to the rest of this episode. You don't should watch it, it cuz you want to be surprised by it. Definitely. I was very surprised. Well, I will say, you know, this is again a take 3 review, so we do have three different points of view. Me, uh again having read the book and now seeing the movie. Right. Um 
A, I've told you about the book quite a bit. Right. And so you had a good sense of kind of what you were getting into. And Q, you knew nothing about this. I still know nothing. Where are we? <laughs> what are we on right now? I was so curious to see you watch this thing mm -hmm. because I knew you knew nothing about what was about to happen. Yeah, that's very true. So I, I want to go around, but I want to start with you, Q, okay. on just like general thoughts about the movie. You can play your card and say if you liked it or hated it now, or you can save that to later, but just like general thoughts on the whole experience of what we just watched. Um, okay. First thought, I liked the movie a lot. Thought it was very good. Second thought, my favorite part of fried chicken is the skin that you eat. <laughs> <laughs> or should I but say, my favorite anymore. part of fried chicken was the skin that you eat? <laughs> oh my god. It was real good. Um, and also, I'm always going to keep a glass of water by my bedside from now from on. From now on. Just in case. From and now on. a tag from a fancy lingerie. Yeah, it's like a multi-tool, basically. Yeah. Well, A, thoughts from you? You know, you've told me about this book before, and it's really intriguing. I mean, I'm never going to read that book because that thing's almost as thick as it, and I'm, I'm not reading and by it. And by it, you mean Bruce Greenwood, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Five inches, according to the movie. Um, <laughs> I will tell you that the looks are deceiving on that one because it's only like 600 pages. It's half the size of it. And That's it's exactly a, like Bruce Greenwood. And it's smaller. Looks are deceiving. It's much smaller than you think. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's Five inches hilarious. according to the movie. Oh my god! No, okay. So this movie, like, is really intriguing at first, and then it got really uncomfortable, and then it got really scary, and then it went right back to just really uncomfortable, and then it went to sad, and then at the very end, I was a little bit confused actually. <laughs> so it was kind of like a roller coaster of emotions. You're intrigued. So I like that. You're scared. Wait, what's going on? Like, it's just. I don't know. I don't. I don't think there's like a cut and dry of what this movie is exactly. Right. Well, I'll 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 state my opinion as well. Let me go ahead and play my hand a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, since my dog is now smelling butter, tears, <laughs> and Arby's horsey sauce on my pants. <laughs> <laughs> no one is gonna get that. That's a fade that's in. Just for us. That's a fade in reference if I've ever heard one. Um, <laughs> so I'm dying. As we get as we get back into this, I'll go ahead and play my hand. Okay. I fucking loved this movie. Okay. Now, I will add a caveat that we can dive into later if you guys want. Okay. I feel like it went on exactly five minutes too long. Fair enough. Oh, I will agree with that. I I um. We can get into the exact logistics of it when we get into details, but my overall thought was, one, I I liked this book when I read it. I know there's a lot of people who don't. A lot of people who's like, well, it's nothing happens. A woman gets handcuffed to a bed and like has to MacGyver herself out of it. And it's really so much more than that with the dogs and the voices and the hallucinations and the moonlight man and all of that stuff. It's just the worst situation you can possibly imagine. Mm -hmm. And... I always basically believed it was unfilmable. So for me, what Mike Flanagan did with this movie was was great. Like when it comes to adaptations, it's right up there with the new it for me on how well it was adapted from the source material. Nice. I mean, most of the dialogue in the movie, you know, the, all, all the monologues that Bruce Greenwood uses, mm -hmm. word for word out of the book. 
Awesome. That's so, crazy. Like all that stuff is there, except in the book, it's like her inner monologues. Right. So that was a genius move, I think, by Flanagan and the team, is to have Bruce Greenwood embody her vision of her talking to herself like so, that. So in the book, then she doesn't see her dead husband. She talks to him, um, like. She talks to him as if he's there, but she's just kind of saying both parts. Hmm. So she's kind of going insane. Like, it's there, but because the book is, you know, a, a literary medium, is words. Right. It's just easier to do an internal monologue with the with that. So for those who have recently watched this movie, just kind of refresh the memory. So basically, the beyond the basic plot of this woman being handcuffed to the bed and her husband suffering a heart attack and dying. The rest of the movie pretty much takes place with the husband dead on the floor after she has pushed him off, off of her. And then subsequently he rolls off of the bed onto the floor, cracks his head on the floor and bleeds out. A dog has gotten into the house because they left the door. A stray starving dog. Correct. Um, And then throughout the movie proceeds to eat Gerald. Much of them. <laughs> and the Gerald's flying bay. Although I do not feel bad for this guy. Okay, this guy was a dick. I mean, I don't know. Like, he was a little bit of a dick, but like, saying to suffer a heart attack, fall on the floor, and get eaten by a dog is maybe a bit of a stretch. Like, maybe I don't know I that he deserved that. you out of the handcuffs. That he was a dick. That was a dick move, but. That was a dick move. But. I don't think he would like I don't know. I think he was just a confused dude. I don't think he actually meant her. He at was no living point, out a rape fantasy. Uh, but lots yeah. of people have rape fantasies. It's not No, that, they don't. They totally do. Just do a quick search on Pornhub and you'll find <laughs> I don't want no, to don't do, do that. that. Okay. Don't do that. Do it. No, I don't want to do that. Every everyone in the audience do it. <laughs> don't listen to this Q tip. It's a very like I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying that it's out there. Like it exists. It's not. It's not I believe that it's weird. out there. I don't need to do any of that. That's totally fine. But okay, fair so I'm enough. just saying like that's fine. And 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 you know I'm just, I'm not like I but said. She I'm was telling him Devils, to stop. And you're right. You're right. That's but why you gotta I have a safe word. You gotta have a safe word. But I don't minus know blueberries. that I can. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that I can condone it being okay for him to be eaten by a dog. I'm not saying he deserved to die, but he was sort of a dick. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying like he deserved it. I'm just saying I don't feel bad no, about it. No, I don't feel bad did. about it. You did. You pretty much said exactly he deserved that. Okay, he kind of did though. But he didn't. I don't. Feel I like. I think he was a full on. Dick I mean, like, if that were but me, he, like, if it were me tied to the bed, I'd be like, I wouldn't have killed you, but I'm well, kind of glad you're dead. But then you like, like I'm not you, unhappy. You would have been in the handcuff position. You got to be nice to someone until they get you out of handcuffs, then be mean. Right. She was not a jerk to him. She wasn't. She was actually she very She just was civil. like, I want out. Yeah. And he said no. Yep. He's, he's a like, dick. He's like, I took yeah, he, two I'm not saying he's not a dick. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, you were totally defending him. You're to like, get nah, eaten by maybe a he's dog. not a dick. <laughs> he's a dick. <laughs> With a totally normal rape fantasy. <laughs> what was and that? What was that phrase that that he said? Your life support for a cunt. 
fuck that guy. He's a dick. That's fair. Well, well, okay. we also don't know that that's actually something he said. That's true. We have to keep in mind that everything ha- that happens after he dies was her vision of him. Which I thought was a really. But okay. she was like totally reliving a memory. Mm, but we she don't was, know that she was. She could be an think, unreliable narrator. She was thinking back on her version of a memory. Right after all that had happened with him saying, "I'm not going to let you out of the handcuffs." Right. We have to. We have to watch the movie with the imp- with the understanding that. So then, Bruce- is her father possibly innocent? Because no. Because that was her version of the memory. <laughs> no. That's the same thing. No, that's that's no, that's different. No, that's the exact same you. thing. They're both a memory, and they're both being no, they replayed. were. They both weren't memories. Her her father memory was a memory, but her Bruce Greenwood thing wasn't a memory at all. It was a hallucination. So now we're just going to pick and choose what we believe from her? Yes, yeah. that's what an unreliable narrator is. Well, why does she have to be unreliable? Because she's going insane. <laughs> like, legitimately insane. <laughs> now her memories, when she like passes out and dreams, that, that can totally be a memory. I, I totally accept that. Also, I'm pretty sure the sky didn't turn completely blood red. No. So there's a little bit of fabrication in there. But with the Bruce Greenwood thing, like with Gerald, that was all hallucination, 100%. So and the strong of version true. of herself. Yeah, which was also right. kind of crazy. Now, that actually gives us a pretty good segue into something I do want to talk about. How amazing was Bruce Greenwood in this? And Carly Gugino. Yeah. Those two people, those two deserve some sort of recognition. Oh, for they this, crushed in my it. Definitively. Like, all the, the monologues from Greenwood were incredible. Um, uncomfortable. You were very uncomfortable. That's why they were so good, is because you believed that version of him. And there were, like, so many different versions of him. There was, like, the playful version of him, there was the, like, in your face sort of mean, passive-aggressive version of him, and then there was, like, the really actually helpful version of him. And so there are all these different Bruce Greenwoods that he pulled off perfectly. Yeah. I mean, yes. Yes. So, and, my goodness, Carly Gugino, if, the, if she wasn't able to carry this movie, it doesn't work. Right. And and it, in my mind, very much worked. I think she did a great job. And they made her look harrowed as fuck on that bed yeah especially the contrast between her and her vision of herself yeah oh, totally. i was noticing that too i was like that's really great it looked like she lost like like 20 pounds to be like this the the harrowed version on the bed at versus her vision of herself yeah yeah it was pretty i will agree with that it was pretty nuts now i will have to say going back to your statement of i think the movie went on about five minutes too long maybe there was also, at the very beginning, I thought she went crazy real fast. You know, yes. I would have liked to see her kind of... I could have honestly dealt with... Okay, here like we a go. a slower spiral. Yep. You take out the five to ten minutes at the end that's yeah. not necessary. Yeah. You just stop the movie with her and her younger self sitting on that bench. Right. At the end of that letter. You just stop it. Knowing she's going to the arraignment that he's caught and whatever. Yeah. And you add five to ten minutes of her silently spiraling. I would have loved that. Like before the dog gets there. I genuinely felt when it started to happen and when she started seeing Bruce Greenwood, I was like, wow, that happened really quickly. And they, and Bruce Greenwood even made a point of it by being like, what has it been like three hours? And I'm like three hours and you're already completely hallucinating. Now I will say 
in it in the movie's defense, they do cover that up pretty well by her saying, "Well, I did just see a dog eat my dead husband." So that can speed things up. And a bit. to be fair, she's a victim. Like she's suffering severe PTSD. Right. Okay, I would agree. From what happened to her when she was twelve. So this quite possibly could have just made her snap. Like the the, 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 trauma the last straw on the starving dog's back. Can I say one thing that I think I would have liked, maybe more so than like Bruce Greenwood just like popping up? What was that? I kind of would have liked the idea because they did a really interesting framing of like Bruce Green- Greenwood laying at the bottom of the bed and you could really just kind of see his arm mm-hmm. and the back of his head in a pool of blood. I kind of would have liked it if the voice if his voice came from there. Yeah, like you don't see him That would have been around. very unsettling if she's just like hearing him talk. <clears throat> yeah. And but she can't see his face. And she can't see his face. And so you see, see her hand. just kind of keep looking down and you hear his voice. And even if they could have done it like, you know, from make it sound like it's coming from yeah. the, the the bottom or the And then she the could bed. have had those conversations. Here, let me add let me add an element to that because I think this would have been neat. Is she starts doing that, talking to the voice. And then she starts looking at him, and like one of his hands starts to move and gesture, like along with his voice. And then he stands up. Like as she goes more crazy, he gets more alive. Yes, I would have liked that. Would have been that's, down for that. That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's that's a way that I think they could have kind of stretched out yeah. the her going crazy again a little bit more. Take that ten. I did not need anything after that bench with her and her younger self. Like her oh, going no. to the courtroom, her seeing the guy, her walking off into the down the street, all that well, felt that, yeah, completely that was, out of place that was her for closure. the movie. Okay. That was a closure. I, I mean, I know. No, that's what I'm saying. I agree with you. It's like that was her closure. Yeah. Like the end part of her going into the courtroom to find this yeah. moon man or whatever the fuck he was seemed pointless. And it was honestly very confusing to me. It felt like a different movie. Is that like in the, the book? N- yes and no. Um, it basically, this is a straight adaptation of the book for the most part. Um, the end is a little different in the fact that there is a courtroom scene, but it's not as lifetime movie. I'll say like, it's just kind of, they make eye contact and he like smiles at her and it's kind of that moment that she realizes he was real type of thing. And he smiles at her and she leaves like it. That's her closure. But it's nothing like what the movie did. And it was sort of like an epilogue almost at the end. So again, it it felt like an add-on for this movie. And that's what I'm saying. You take off that five to ten minutes and you add in that more silent time. Like they stretch out that alone time, that solitude. Right. I think, honestly, if, if that one thing had been changed, those two scenes flipped, I might like this better than it. Because the end pulled me out of it a little bit, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to judge the movie as a whole. Like literally, the first you know hour and thirty minutes or hour and forty minutes, however long it was, I thought was brilliant. I think the entire runtime is like an hour forty five. Okay, so like the first hour and hour and a half, the first ninety, I thought were nearly perfect. I can agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I like what you're saying, but I mean, even with all those changes that we feel like would make it better. It's not a better movie than it. I don't agree with what people are saying. Like it's good. Don't get me wrong. It was very enjoyable. It's very good. Like, but for me, it was better. Oh, I agree. I think it was was much better. 
but I, in my mind, the way I see that movie playing out with mm-hmm. those scenes switched, yeah. it would have been a closer contest. I don't Fair know enough. that I, I don't know that you can compare the two. I think they're two very different movies. So I don't know that you can say it is better because it and this movie are not the same kind of movie. Like, I will agree with it that. It is definitely more of like a coming of age adventure horror mm-hmm. and this is definitely just a very straightforward psychological horror but i guess if you look at it from the point of view of like straight book to movie adaptation this one probably did a whole lot better yeah because it's easier to hit all the details oh, of, of the course. story whereas within it there's so much in that book no movie could ever it's get true it it's true ever. yeah and that's and that's probably part of it if i'm being honest yeah. like part of it is probably me just being and we literally just watched it. Like, let's get that like clear. Sure. Is it's been a month or so since I've seen it, and we just watched this movie, and I was so impressed by how they adapted it. So one thing I do want to know: we've talked about Greenwood and Guccino, um, talked about the adaptations. One thing I do, I'm very interested in you guys' thoughts on, is where did you land on the Moon Man? Because that's something that the trailers don't really hint at at all. No. Uh, I think the whole thing was faked by Stanley Kubrick. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the moon landing. Yeah. Tall man from Twin Peaks, not really there. Not really there. He was so scary. Stock footage. (laughs) You could tell because it had the watermark over him the whole time. Right. Said property of (laughs) David Lynch. (laughs) Getty images. (laughs) Um, Okay, so you were scared by him? Yes, he was really horrifying. Just standing in the corner watching her sleep like that. Chicken. Fuck that shit. No, fuck you. Fuck that shit. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. No need for that aggressive sort of language. I will say... This is a family-friendly show. No, it's not. Fuck off. <laughs> I will say the way he materialized out of the darkness that first time was awesome. Did he materialize awesome? or was he just, he just there? Kind, no, he, he just was kind there. Of, he just kind of like emerged. He emerged from the darkness and it was horrifying. <laughs> that was awesome. Like, so, did you guys... Where did you land until the end on, did you think he was... No, I thought he was fake. Well, because there would be scenes where his eyes were glowing. Right. And then there was that one, was she dreaming when he was licking her foot or did that happen? Okay, so this is is my take on it. Every time his eyes were glowing, he wasn't there. So the licking of the foot, the... In the back of the car. In the back of the car, in her apartment at the end, and then just some of the other times, like, the dreams... Anytime his eyes were glowing, he wasn't there. Anytime his eyes weren't glowing, he was 100% real. I mean, maybe. I mean, I can get on board with that. But, I mean, he was obviously there the entire time. Like, that weirdo stuck around to see how this was going to play out for this woman, okay? Because he was hiding in that corner. And then he was there at the end when she got out and was, like, hobbling out of the house. And he just kind of was like... Give me something shiny and I'll let you out the door. Pay the troll toll to get into that boy's hole. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he hung around. What a dick, right? Yes. (laughs) He probably deserves to die and get eaten by a dog. Yes, he does. (laughs) He he deserves a Ramsey Bolton funeral. Um, But I will say, I mean, that to me was one of the things I've been when I was reading the book and obviously watching the movie. It's one of those is this seriously happening type of moments because so much had already happened to this woman, you know, like Jesse 
Yeah, and I kind of feel like Stephen King was writing this this story and put that in there as part of the hallucinations, and then at one point was like, nah, it'd be fucking scarier if that shit were real. That was a last-minute decision for him, I feel like. It's way creepier when you find out that he was actually in the room. Which is why I almost feel like (laughs) the court scene add-on at the end is unnecessary. I feel like he wrote that in, and I could be wrong, and that's fine, but I feel like that was added on to legitimize this man being real. I mean, maybe. Um, I, w- I mean, she she basically comes out and says it in that letter. So that would have been in the ending that I would it would have included. Because all the research that she did about him, all of that, you know, that w- mm. she had already done. She wrote about that in the letter. No, I disagree. I mean, as much as, like, I think the court scene is trivial, at the same time, it's necessary because the entire story had come to a closure. This woman had closure. Oh, yeah. On everything. So it was only, I guess, required, necessary part of the story that she also had closure on this character. No, like and it no, needed that closure because everything else had. No, I agree with that. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, we knew before that that he was definitively real because she mentions that in the letter right. to her younger self. Yeah. And I just think it's so much creepier when you find out he's real. <laughs> like that he was actually in the house is so much creepier than her hallucinating this gigantic beast of a human. Yeah. I don't know. Like Q, did, was that a surprising twist? Did you expect that type of character? Uh, did you think he was real or where, where did you land on I that? I thought he was 100% real the whole time. I wasn't fooled for a second. Bullshit. I wasn't. He scared me, but he was fucking real. He was real. He was real. Yeah. I I also had the same delineation that you did that I figured out pretty quickly that any time that his he showed up with glowing eyes was pretty much a hallucination. But I had a feeling that he was a real person that was yeah. in the house. Well, on their way to the cabin in the in the scene in the car, you hear on the radio there's been a recent string of break ins at local cemeteries and and cabins around the area right like it's just like in the background so it just kind of already oh, yeah, no, i miss that kind yeah. of sets it up and foreshadows a little bit right me. now speaking of foreshadowing that will kind of segue us into how many stephen king references did you guys catch well i caught cujo cujo and then dolores claiborne right i didn't catch any more than that i caught one more q did you catch any more i didn't when she's hallucinating talking with Bruce Greenwood and she says, I'm going to die, he says, everything dies. All things serve the beam, which is a reference to the Dark Tower series. Oh. That's a phrase that's used a lot. It's like they're on the path of the beam. They're on the you know, the path of the rat or the path of the turtle. And the phrase, all things serve the beam, is sort of like a religious phrase there. But in okay. this movie, it totally works as a reference, an Easter egg, and as Bruce Greenwood gibberishing because right. she's hallucinating. Right. And so I really loved how those references were snuck in, you know, because unlike with the dark tower, like another movie we reviewed for this podcast, those references were so shoehorned in. It's just like, look, here's Christine and look, here's a picture of, uh, you know, the, the shining hotel, the out, the overlook. Oh, and here's a dog that's a St. Bernard. Ha ha, Cujo reference. They just, none of them were organic. And this one felt very organic. These felt very organic. And I yeah, liked, no, I liked them for that. I will agree with that statement. Okay. How did you guys feel 
about Terrible. how she got out of the handcuffs. <laughs> oh my goodness! I felt real. Was, I felt real grossed out about it. That was the 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 best scene in the whole movie. Like my arms, like I I couldn't keep my own hands still. Like that physically bothered me. Oh, I'm I'm with you on that one. I. Like I, I was like, watching this woman do this to herself, and I just like, oh, like my whole body was just like convulsing. Like I just was like, I can't handle watching this. I like I couldn't look gore away. and stuff, but it was hard to watch. And it it's was really, hard to watch. I mean, yes, there's blood, and yes, there's some gore in other parts of the movie, but this was like this was the capstone of this film when it comes to like blood and gore, and it was hard to sit through. But I love the fact that they use practical effects for it. Yeah, it made it look so much better when she's degloving the skin on her hand. There was a scene um, for sure where um, I was reading something post, like as soon as we finished watching the movie, um, and one of the first I just typed in Gerald's game, and one of the first articles that popped up was a certain scene in Gerald's game causing people to pass out while watching. It was and that I pulled it up, and it was like spoiler yes. ahead, and it was like that was it. It was yes. the glass cutting, and then her removing her hand from the handcuffs and just, just shedding all of her skin off while she did it. It just oh, it was so rough. Because well, it's different when you're watching a movie where someone is torturing someone, right? You know, because you're like, oh my god, this sucks. That's awful. But there's this evil entity doing something awful to someone else and they're a victim and there's nothing that can be done. But like when you watch this person do it to themselves. Mm-hmm. Hey, I like to, to, I, I like to refer to that as the 27 hours effect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair the, enough. Where you have, to, Franco you have to disgustingly effect. watch someone mutilate themselves yeah. to get out of a bad position. It's yep. basically the same thing. I mean, and sh- that was equally as fucking gruesome. That was a disgusting scene. But the I mental agree. place that you have to be in to make that kind of decision. Like, oh. like, do you think that you could do that? Well, I'm not a certified crazy person like Carlos Giugiolino. Beyond that, <laughs> beyond the crazy, you are in a position where you are going to die. No, I'd, I'd die. <laughs> <laughs> Just like starve. Just like throw water at my face. I mean, I could definitively be like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm just well, going to you, Jay? slowly slip <laughs> no. into a coma. I I think I would have made, I couldn't have done the glass. I would have tried to just pull until like it either broke my thumb or like ripped my skin off that way. Yeah. But then I probably would have just passed out. I I never would have been able to do the glass. So like yeah. carve your hand up, then pull your yeah. hand yeah. through it. Like I don't yeah. know, I don't know myself if I could have done it the way that she did. I I feel like I would have gone more your route. Like I yeah. would have jerked my own hand to the point of like I've dislocated my thumb or broken my own wrist or something along those lines to get out. But yeah. I don't know if I could have done what it's she did. Just, oh man, it's just so crazy, and it was such an earned effect i thought like everything she had been through it's like if this is the only way then this is it here we go this is this is where we end up oh and speaking like you know she she thought to do that because she remembered when she broke the glass when she was a kid how about henry thomas in this yeah let's talk about ouch yeah that was a tough that was that was tough to watch him be that level of creeper talk about et phone my bone Oh, ET. God damn no, it. no, it's no. I, I have to, I have to correct you. It's ET bones at home. Oh, oh Jesus! Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Those jokes will make sense to people who have watched the movie. They will just seem childish to people who haven't, and also to people who have seen the movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. So basically, Henry Thomas is playing a p- 
pedophile father of hers. I mean, I guess I, that's the only way you can describe just, it. Like masturbated with her sitting on his lap, and then like, and then diabolically manipulated her. Manipulated. That was. That was a was tough that the only scene time to he ever watch. Did that to her though? Like, was it just that one time? Like, I mean, that's kind of what they made it do seem they like. That in the book, like, do they answer that question? They leave it basically how the movie does. It is very strongly suggested that it was just the once, just the once. And so Not that's that makes what it I better. I'm no, just curious. but that's what I choose to believe. Okay. And honestly, this is going to sound really dumb, but let me clarify. While both things that happened to her are horrible, right? I almost feel like his manipulation of her in the bedroom was more uncomfortable for me to watch. Oh, definitely. Than the other, because that just was so cruel to see someone, you know, old, older, using that intelligence and manipulation to trick this twelve-year-old girl into staying silent. Right. As a with non-threateningly, it was diabolical. Yes. Yeah. And and that was to me the worst thing that he did to her, which is which is again I know weird to say because he basically jerked off with him sitting with her sitting on his lap, right? But that to me was just unbelievable, super fucked. Yes, he, I agree that, with that. That, that, that storyline took a hard curve. I yeah. mean, that is in the book basically. But I was he's very a dick and deserves to be eaten by dogs. That. He does. I mean, that was in the book, but right. I really didn't think they would. Let me ask you. Do you Go like that far? Do you like dags? You like dags? You like dags? Yeah, but dig it out of dags and you dick. That's a cool reference <laughs> to a movie completely unrelated to this. Snatch for the win. <laughs> That's what uh, Henry Thomas said. Oh, oh! gross. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> and out. That got real uncomfortable real quick. <laughs> so, I mean, we're basically kind of at the end. We've talked a lot about it, but do you guys have any questions about like things that didn't make sense or anything that you think maybe the book could help explain better? I don't anticipate there being a lot because it was so well done. Not really. I thought the movie was very straightforward, other than I was just curious if things that happened in the movie also happened right. in the book. Well, I mean, and one of the things about it, and one of the things I like about this story is... Um, it does cross over, at least in the Stephen King literature universe, with Dolores Claiborne and actually Rose Matter. They're kind of the battered women's trilogy. Right. But the eclipse that that happens to her at when she's a kid is the same eclipse that Dolores Cl- Claiborne kills her husband in. And they're on the same lake. So that's when she was describing that dream that she had being in the well. Right. She's basically having a psychic connection with Dolores Claiborne in that same place under the same like well, that doesn't make sense tough circumstances lives on an island i know but it was around that body it was off that body of water okay. where they were like so it. like i thought i thought that was real cool it would have been so neat had they had like a surprise kathy bates cameo yeah that to visualize cool. that dream a little bit that have been awesome question though but like how did because she talked about it you know in in the room when she was chained to the bed, right? About seeing this woman standing, over, like I got lost in where that came from. Was that a dream? She that was had? the dream she had the night after all that happened to her when she was a kid. Okay. So when she was twelve, after she got molested and then her dad manipulated her, that night she had the dream about Dolores Claiborne, and Dolores Claiborne had killed her husband that same day yeah, during okay. that same eclipse. Okay. 
Spoiler alert, I haven't seen Dolores Claymore. <laughs> but yeah. That's your fault. That is kind of your... The statute of limitations is way up on that one, getting ruined. By the way, Darth Vader's Luke Skywalker's dead. Fuck. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're going to tell me Bruce Willis was dead the whole time in Sixth Sense or some crazy... Well, no, Dolores Claymore's a really in, good movie. In Die Hard, he is. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Nagatomi um, Tower? Dream. <laughs> oh, shit. That's amazing. He died on the plane right over there. Oh, man, like Lost? Yeah, exactly like Lost. Amazing. Except way more Bruce Willie-y. <laughs> Bruce Willie-y? Speaking of Bruce Willie-y, so, Bruce Greenwood's Willie-y was discussed inches. in this movie. Yeah. It's totally five inches. Yes, at least five inches. Now, we don't know what the two Viagras <laughs> did to him. At most, five inches. At most, rigid five inches bruce greenwood a turgid five inches mm-hmm. and then we're gonna call him bruce five wood from now on oh gross <laughs> i feel uncomfortable about that all right well then then let's get as far away from that uncomfortable as we can do we want to go Goodbye. around and give like a, <laughs> do we want to give like a rating yeah okay well i'll start okay i will give it four out of five ear necklaces all right oh. amanda I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a four point five. Ooh, nice. Yeah. A four point five what? Ear necklaces. Weird. <laughs> Weird that you two chose the same thing. Cute. I'm gonna give it a four skin flaps. <laughs> four skin flaps out of five. Mm-hmm. Four chewy skin flaps. Oh. Nice. Four Bruce Greenwood face flaps. Mm, delicious. Out of five. Out of five. Out of out of a full face. So we all really liked it then. Yeah, it was great. So yeah, that's that's one. I'm so glad that we've had two fantastic Stephen King adaptations this year. Very well, we needed, much looking forward to we 1922. Needed, we needed two to make up for the Dark all Tower. the ones that <laughs> yes, all the ones that were. Previous. No, I was just saying specifically the Dark Tower. I needed <laughs> <Yeah>. two. <laughs> Two good movies to fill the deficit that that left. Well, we may get three and Castle Rock, so... I'm hoping. Actually, Mr. Mercedes is good, so... Mr. That, Mercedes is excellent. So that that makes up for the Mist and, uh, let's also, and the Dark Tower. Let's also ask, but let's clarify, Mist TV series, not Mist the movie. No, Mist the movie, Mist is, movie is great. Mist the movie is awesome. And actually, Mist TV series, not too bad. Eh, not coming back for a second season. Nope. So not that great. Not, gra- not great enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's it. All right, so I'm gonna slit my wrists and my hands and deglove myself from this bed, this bedpost. And I'm just gonna and, stay uh, here and die. <laughs> and then a man, and then A's gonna take two Viagra and we'll all have a good and night. call us in the morning. Oh my god! See ya. <laughs> all right, high five the fans. That brings us to the end of this episode. And as always, I'm Q and I'm Jay. And we appreciate you listening to this episode. Now, if you'd like to reach out to us, please do via our plethora of contact options. Now, you think, why would I reach out? So if you have movies that we didn't mention in this list, if you have other lists that you want us to do, or you just want to tell us about some of your favorite movies that we may have not have talked about so far on the show, um, you can do that by emailing us directly at my5 at highfivethepodcast.com or uh, message us on Facebook. And you can find us at uh, Facebook, High Five the Podcast. Or you can go online to our website, www.highfivethepodcast.com, all letters, no numbers. Or, as always, you can tweet at us on the Twitter, at high the number five the podcast. We're on Instagram, 
uh, as the same, right? Uh, yep. High five the podcast. And then we're also on Letterboxd where you can see a lot of these lists. So that's Letterboxd without the E before the D. Um, and then, <laughs> and no, so no E, only D. And yeah, that's great. That's not sexual, but sounds like it could it be sexual. Like it could be dirty. Um, so we have all of our lists up there. Interact with us on any of those places. And as always, if you like the show, feel free to leave us a comment or give us a rating on wherever the, wherever you listen. It really helps the show get out, and we really appreciate it. Totally. So go do it. Go make us happy. And let's watch some movies together. Ooh, movies. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.